0: this fucking google Julie, why wouldn't a
1: search be included
0: that's what makes us a great duo yes one of us listens one of us
1: does exactly <laughs> sometimes scary but always fun
0: <laughs> yeah you're never sure if you should take your hands off and put them up in the air <laughs> or hang on tight uh read my fucking headline bozo the clown i'm already a best-selling author Hello, and welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. I'm Julie, got Corey here with me, and Defeat the Chaos is a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur, and oh my, are we a lot of people about to hit the valley of despair with being an entrepreneur. Whether you're looking for direction on how to be more successful, or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, this is the show for you. We've got good news and bad news kind of situation today. The bad news, the world is shifting into high gear on additional chaos. We've got monkeypox, financial crisis, wars, supply chain issues, and apparently COVID's still a thing. Did you know that, Corey? Uh, I am well aware. Yeah. So here's the good news. Corey and I are going to help you through it. All right, let's get started and see where the conversation takes us today. We've got no guests. It's just us for the full hour. So buckle in and enjoy the ride.
1: Yes. How are you doing today, Julie?
0: Uh, You know (sighs) what? I'm fair to partly cloudy. I'm kind of in a shit mood, so that's going to play well on the radio today.
1: Awesome. We are looking forward to it.
0: How are you doing?
1: Uh, You know, it's just uh, nonstop action on my end.
0: Yeah, well, mine too, but I'm not, you know... It's it's not all enjoyable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know this is just life now. People, uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's uh, the. In my opinion, there's no reason to complain because it does nothing, doesn't help anything. You just put your put your head down and just get to work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with that, but I also think when you know people are fucking up, we should call them out on it.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. We, you know, we, I have no problem. Uh, doing that. I've been doing that. Um, now that, uh, the, we're out of kind of like the honeymoon phase at Cabo, um, with, uh, the employees and we're, we've got a full staff. It's like, all right, cool. Now I can start cracking down on, on people. And, um, it's yeah.
0: Do they still like you?
1: I don't really care. I, I honestly don't like, I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to, to, you know, run a business. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I think that they uh, at least respect me as a boss, but
0: whatever. I even even like the twenty year olds.
1: Uh, well, so that's funny. Um, I have found that the 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 sweet spots, let's call them, for uh employees and and I do I know this isn't in this particular restaurant, but um. And, you know, maybe this is the world in general, it's people who are under the age of 23 and over the age of 33. Basically, like my older career, uh, the veterans of the industry are great uh, in their own ways. And all of the younger people who are new to the workforce are great and everybody in between. has been more of a challenge mm. um, you know the the all, all of the young people in the restaurant are all hard workers and somehow have thicker skin than the people right there in the middle which has been interesting
0: that is interesting especially given that a lot of them have been you know locked up at homeschooled the last two years yeah um, and
1: might have never
0: had a job prior to this yeah yeah that is yeah. interesting that is interesting all right well let's 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 jump into this. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to call it what it is. We're in the middle of a financial fucking crisis. Yes, we are. We we are. And so we really want to talk about recession proofing your business. So uh, I think this conversation can go a lot of ways today. I've got a lot of thoughts on it. I've got pages and pages of notes. Oh, good. Do you? I well, it's a page, there you but you can scroll. There's scrolling involved. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, things are numbered up to, you know, 25. Ooh, wow. Look yeah. So I did some research. I put some I put some shit together. I'm prepared.
1: OK, so I think that the first place that everybody always looks when it, it comes to financial issues are costs. Like the, the costs in their businesses. How can I cut costs? How can I reduce my cost of goods? Or how, what services can I cut? Can, can
0: I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. Because before we go there, and I agree, that's where we need to go. Before we go there, I just want to put out a little piece of friendly advice for all of you listeners. You need to stop if any of you are thinking that the government is going to save you over the next two years well ever but especially as we get through this next and they're predicting a very rough patch for like the next 18 to 24 months if any of you think the government is going to help you in any way you need to wake the fuck up because they are not that is not happening so I just saw, we just we're just decided to send another billion dollars to re- Ukraine yesterday. So we're at about 53 billion right now. That's billion with a B, people, that we're, we're helping out foreign aid to another country. We're not doing anything for us. So I really want to make sure that everybody understands the government is not going to save you in this situation. You've got to save yourself.
1: Yes. And uh, funny thing, so that just reminded me, and I'm, Pulling up the stats right now, um, the uh, the the people polled on a CNN poll: seventy-one percent of people polled disapprove of Biden's uh, job on working on f- inflation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is higher than Jimmy Carter's.
0: Mm-hmm. And he was we, he's he's widely regarded as the worst president in the history of the exactly. country. Great guy, great guy, oh, terrible yeah. president. Great humanitarian, <laughs> <Yes>. terrible president. <laughs> yes. yes. So there. So here we are. So. There's your there's your news flash government's not going to save you you got to save yourself you better have your own fucking life preserver right now.
1: Yes and that should just be your uh mantra in life that yes. you need to just always be be capable of taking care of yourself. It's yes. about self-preservation. It's about uh, just uh, like don't go off into the woods and expect that you can get saved. Like yeah. you should, you should go out there pro- you know, properly trained with proper tools. You should have yes. a knife. You should have a lighter. You hatchet, should have a hatchet, a hatchet. That was a great book. Um, <laughs> did you, did you read that book?
0: <laughs> I didn't, but now I want to.
1: Yeah, no, nah, that was like required reading for every teenage boy who was born in the eighties. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's about some guy, uh, this guy, kid who, uh, <laughs> he's like in a plane crash, like, it's yeah. like in a small plane in the middle of the wilderness. And he survives uh, solely off of the fact that he's got a hatchet with him. It's called a hatchet. Nice.
0: It's All right. Great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pick that up. Yeah. So, hey, listen, let's just, so before we dive into solutioning. Yes. You want to talk about how the recession is going to hit small businesses or how it already is. Let's, let's, let's cover that, right? So first off, they're going to see a reduction in profits, right? Because sure. as the economy starts to go on tilt, or continues yeah. on the downward slide, I should say, it's going to stall spending, right? Consumers are less and less likely to spend, and you're going to find it more and more difficult in your business to generate usual sales, and you're going to have to, where you just were going earlier, cut costs accordingly is where you think you're going to go.
1: Well, that's everybody's first reaction. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: I had you, the royal you. I didn't mean yeah, 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 to. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: But yeah, that's everybody's first reaction is, okay, How like, sales are down. So I need to limit what I'm spending mm-hmm. in order to compensate for the fact right. that I don't have money coming at the door.
0: Right. Yes. We're also going to see a credit crunch, okay. right? Lenders are going to tighten their belts on who they're going to loan to. So it's going to be harder to get money. Yes. Much harder. And as a result of those two things, most businesses are going to have reduced cash flow. They're gonna have less money to spend. So you're gonna have to figure some things out there. Yes. All right. Let's go. Now it's your turn. Now you can talk about anything you want.
1: Well, what? Right. Like do it. Are we can I talk about solutions now? You can talk
0: about solutions. You can talk about is there any other ways that it's gonna hit that? Well, what are other ways it might hit small businesses? We might see it.
1: Um, I'm sure there's a, a ton of them. I haven't really thought about it. I didn't prepare for the show like you did. Um, I got some news stories for the end. That's about all. I have. I have. About.
0: I have some two really good news stories, and I've got Corey Mansplains to Julia. Oh, Carver.
1: excellent! And I've got a. I've got the pick of the week, folks. So stick around for that later. Um, but uh, no, I mean, when it comes to ways to combat the 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 coming storm, um, first and foremost, it's securing. All of the various forms of cash that you can, whether mm-hmm. that's actual physical cash, it's lines of credit, it's freeing up credit cards, it's securing loans, it's just uh, instead of tightening the belt, it's finding more ways to expand the belt. I don't know, um, but it, it's more it, liquidity. Yeah, just just make yourself more liquid because that way you can you can react to the things that are happening be that you're not like the given planned for.
0: Yeah. So I, in a sense, so how, how similar is this to what kind of the guidance that we were giving people at the start of COVID at the pandemic, right. In terms of like the, the financial picture, right. When nobody knew what was going to happen and all these businesses were shut down by government mandates, right. We talked about this with people.
1: Yeah. Well, and yes. And this is, um, we're like the pandemic is still very fresh in everybody's mind Mm -hmm. so for anybody who owned a business during that period of time or or prior to that and had and survived the pandemic um, it's going to be very similar to that and I think that you need to start having those conversations with people now to um, just to get ahead of it so for instance if uh, rent is going to be an issue for your business. Talk to your landlord now and, and, and get ahead of it. You don't want it to be a surprise that, oh, I can't make rent this month. Um, talk to your creditors, see if you can uh, extend your, uh, your, your um, payments on, on, uh, with your vendors, yeah, new terms, et cetera. So, uh, start having this conversation now. I mean, like they're all like, uh, everybody's like well aware of what's, what's happening right now. So,
0: (laughs) well, not everybody,
1: (laughs) most people should be well aware of what's (laughs) happening right now. So if you call your vendor and say, Hey, I know I'm net seven, can I get net 14 or net 30? They might say, Hey, uh, no, because we need the cash just as much as you do. Well,
0: yeah. One of the other things too, that's probably really smart to do is, with like b2b it could get especially tough right because you're dealing with terms with people right so you've got you know net 30 net 7 you know whatever you're pro- if you are a vendor who is you know getting you know a, has terms with somebody else where they're paying you net 30 or something, you should really be prepared that people are going to start paying net 45 or net 60 regardless. Right. So you kind of want to shore up your, your cash flow, your reserves that way, but also you should be assessing your vendors and your business partners that you have right now, look and see, have the conversation now, before it happens, like how are, you know, asking people, I don't, would it be rude if, if you, you know, you've got, let's say Cisco, is a one of your vendors, right? Yes. If, if, if you had the conversation with Cisco where you were like, look, like things might get tight. I want to know what our options are here before anything happens. Right. Would, is that a good conversation to have? Or is that like, would Cisco be like, dude, you just started like, get the fuck out of here.
1: Well, I'm a little bit different uh, in that there's four other restaurants that use Cisco. So there's a little more buying power there, so to speak. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think that's unreasonable because I, I mean, they- the my vendors and and most vendors for any business want you to succeed because they want you to continue to be a customer unless you suck as a customer in which case they might not care if you run right. a business but by and large if you're a decent customer the vendors want you to succeed so they're going to and, and especially if they're like a bigger company like Cisco for example they have they they can spread themselves a little more thin than you can so if yeah. you need need that to be like look i know things are going to be tough and i need x y and z communicate those problems communicate your concerns communicate what you need to your vendors and you never know like how they might be able to help you um i mean right now i've <clears throat> i got something randomly like a phone call and I, I thought it was like a spam phone call but it was somebody in the city and they said hey we've got this like rebate money that we're giving to businesses and economic development areas and and Cabo happens to be in one. And I was like, ah, whatever. I'm like in the middle of opening up a restaurant. I'll get around to it. And then he just sent me an email and he was like, Hey, I can get you $5,000. If you can just show me a receipt that you spent over $10,000 on equipment. And I was like, well, I spent way more than that on equipment. So, you know, I'm working on that right now. And, um, Cisco is uh, one of their sister companies is, is who I bought a lot of the equipment from. And I'm like, hey, I need a very specific thing. I was like, I need an invoice or a PO that says that I not only ordered this equipment, but I have a zero balance on it. And they're like, well, I don't know if we can really do that. And I was like, well, I, like we're talking five grand that I can get from the city. If, uh, if you can do this for me, They're like, all right, cool. We'll get on it. Because, you know, they want to help me. They want to make sure that I stay in business.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So like, I think, you know, we're getting, we're getting close to the break. We've got a couple of minutes left here, but we so I, I really want to dive into things that we can do, things you can do to get ahead of what's about to happen, right. In the next 18 to 24 months, when we come back, we've got, you know, a whole list of ideas, but I also want to talk a little bit more about, the, 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 you know, that reduced profits, because how that typically plays itself out when you were talking about cutting costs, let's go, let's dive there for a few minutes. Okay. So that is that, that's the natural thing to do is let's cut costs. Let's just like tighten our, tighten our fists, like put the wallet away. And as a business, like, you start looking for ways to eliminate expenses, yes. right? Not necessarily a bad thing, but also not necessarily the right move to make, right?
1: Correct. Because once you start cutting costs and limiting services, you start uh, um, decreasing the value of your brand. You start limiting the customers coming into uh, to your business. Yeah. Like, and And, it it may make sense, but people notice when like your quality goes down or your services go down, yeah, or th- all of that stuff. Like like people notice that type of stuff, so you have to pretend that like on the surface you have to pretend
0: like everything's still the same, right? Because you you know who else notices. Your employees? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? And I'll just real quickly. I so, years ago, I worked before AT and T purchased Comcast's um, cell service. I worked for Comcast Cellular One, right? And they used to have this really nice spread in the break room every day. There would be like. Donuts and bagels, and is that how you say it? Bagels? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Whatever. Those, those, that round bread with a hole in the middle. You yes. know what I'm talking about. Hot chocolate and all these different kinds of, you know, like gourmet coffee. And one day we came in and everything was gone, including the hot chocolate and the gourmet coffee. And every person who worked there knew that was the beginning of the fucking end. We are like, they're about to lay off a whole lot of people. And two weeks later, they literally closed the office down. (laughs) Like hot chocolate was the tip off. Yeah. People notice.
1: The old hot chocolate indicator. It's been taught in economics for for years. years. Decades, (laughs) decades.
0: All right, we are about to go to break, but I am looking forward to the next half of this conversation where we start to give people some tips rather than the gloom and doom. Well,
1: I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of gloom and doom. I, I hope so. Yes, Wouldn't be us
0: if there wasn't. Yes. All right, we will catch you on the other side. Stay tuned, stick around. We want you to hear more.
1: Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram.
0: Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses.
1: And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand.
0: Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time.
2: Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. We are going to continue our conversation here about the shitstorm heading our direction or that we're currently in right now. And Julie and I are discussing over the break there that we need to probably uh, say that we are not financial experts. so uh, We are business experts. Yeah, business experts, not financial experts. And that we probably should have had a financial expert on here to talk about some things, but uh, they're all nerds.
0: They're nerds, yeah. yeah, and you know what we like to say to nerds: scram, scram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get let's get into some of the good news. All right, or better news, less bad. Okay, <laughs> I just I, let's let's dive into things that entrepreneurs and small business owners can do to help actually grow their business over the next eighteen to twenty four months. Okay,
1: so my number one um a tip and this is this goes against what we were just talking about which is cutting costs and cutting services mm-hmm. and cutting 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 is people still want to spend their money they might have less of it they might have less buying power but they still want to spend their money they still want to go out to eat or buy products or shop online they, like they still require services like getting their hair cut or, uh, getting their car washed. Like there's all of these things out there that people still want to do. They just can't do it as often during a recession or, or whatever it is. So you need to be the reason why they're spending their money. So you need to continue to provide excellent service, excellent products. Like you, like if, if I usually go out to eat twice, twice a week, and now I can only afford to go out twice a month. I don't want to just go anywhere. I want to make sure that I'm spending my money Uh, the the best place possible. Like, like I I don't want to just get uh, a haircut just because I need a haircut. Like I'm going to make sure that it's the best fucking haircut because I'm spending money that I don't really have to spend, but I want to
0: spend. Interesting. Okay. So, um, first off, just, you know, hot tip for everybody out there, please. In order to save money, do not cut your own hair. Don't don't take to the cutting your own hair. It's just, it's not good. Unless you've got hair like mine, which is a lot of it, then you can probably cut it a little bit.
1: I cut my own hair, Julie. You shave your head. I That's know. totally different.
0: <laughs> but so you know, keep keep going to see your your local hairdresser or bar or barber. All right. Um, so it's interesting because I think that one of the things that people should do or can do—you—you kind of hit on two—you—you—you you, you hit on multiple things in there. So the first thing I'm going to say is get really, really good at customer service. Like really good at customer service. I'm talking be known for customer service because that can really help you maintain relationships through really tough times. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but people like Corey said, when you have less money to spend, you want to spend it in places where you know it is valued and where you are appreciated and you know, you're going to get good service. And if something sucks, whether it be, you know, you bought, uh, an online course or you bought a bowl or you bought and I'm not talking about like a a bowl of pot like you know smoke a pot a bowl of pot <laughs> fucking dweeb <laughs> reword that for me please a smoking device right yes. there you go okay god i'm such a loser now everyone knows that i don't really smoke pot sorry fans i don't i don't think anybody actually thought you did <laughs> i know i'm such a loser um that's okay though, but um, or you know what? It doesn't matter if you're selling a course, if you're selling wooden bowls, or if you're selling widgets. Or it doesn't nail polish. Just have the best customer service you could possibly have, and make people remember you for that. Double down on customer service. If you're writing handwritten notes now, write two handwritten. Uh,
1: notes. That seems excessive, but. <laughs> if you're not writing handwritten notes now's the time to start
0: <laughs> yes but really double down on customer service that's that's my that's my number one tip
1: yeah and because it, 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 it's all about like the the people i mean you're, you if you sell something online you're not going to be able to compete with amazon in terms of like price or shipping or uh, Uh, any of those things, but you can beat the shit out of them in customer service. You can beat the shit out of them in engagement online and social media and all of those things. Um, And that's where you need to, uh, where you need to focus. Again, like instead of, instead of tightening the waist belt, you need to start spending more money on things like customer service, things like marketing. You need to, and and again, don't, well, not again, this is the first time that I said it, but. Don't spend uh, more money on marketing.
0: We're going to talk about that later, but. (laughs)
1: if you're going to spend money on marketing make sure it counts yes like it's not i'm
0: don't run stupid facebook ads don't
1: run stupid facebook ads don't get uh make don't get suckered into spending your money because some marketing guru told you that you should buy tv ads um like do the actual research and make sure that because marketing is important and you need to spend money on marketing, yeah. but you have to spend it in the right places. Make yeah. sure that you're engaging with the right audience.
0: Right. So I think, you know, it, it's really key to understand that, you know, at a time when everybody is, you know, closing their fists and not wanting to spend money, you have to look at strategically where it makes sense to actually invest in yourself and your company. So the next one is like investing in personal development. And that probably seems really weird because you'd be like, dude, I gotta stop like my coaching or I gotta stop the mastermind. But this is the time when you really want to invest in it. You want to double down on improving your skills, getting better so that you have more to offer to your customers and clients. So whatever it is that you do, whether you're making products or you, you are a coach or you are selling services, you want to get better at it right now because there's going to be voids opening up in the marketplace because a lot of people are going to close their doors over the next two years. A lot of people. And honestly, we do not want you to be one of them.
1: That is correct. Um, the it, And people will close their doors for uh, a, a number of reasons. One, they just, like, because um, we saw it in 2020 and we'll see it again, is that uh, people... Uh, they 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 might not be prepared for it, but they also they could just be tired. Be like, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm I just spent the past two years getting the shit beat out of me, and I got another two years coming at, it and nah, I'm done.
0: If you're tired, take a nap.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but with the with the slowdown in sales, and with the if you're taking our advice to not cut costs, and I mean, mm-hmm. well, you should always be looking at ways to make your business more profitable, but don't start cutting. Uh, costs like uh, labor or services or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have more time. And that means that you can focus on those things that you've probably always wanted to do inside your business, but now you don't have, now you have the time.
0: I'm waiting for it. Say it. What? Say it. What? What's your favorite thing? it's on the list.
1: Oh, process. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I mean, yeah, there's, there's process, but I was thinking more like it could be actual physical things like, oh. oh, I always wanted to paint that room over there, a different color inside my business, but well, guess what? Now you have the time.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. Um, optimize your processes. Yes. Yes. Look at them. And I'm going to let you talk about this because this is this is your love. All right. You can, you can
1: take a nap real quick. Julie. Okay. All right. Uh, no. well, yeah, no. So you need to, uh, start looking at everything that you do in your business and document it. And by document it, I literally mean step-by-step how do I do X, Y, and Z in my business? And how, who gets it done? Where are the handoffs? Because a lot of times what happens inside your business, you think you you know what's happening. And, and if you're a solopreneur, then you probably are the one doing it. But um, if you have employees, they there there's a chance that they're doing things that you don't know about. It happens all the time where somebody finds a better way, a lazier way, whatever it is, they find a different way to do something and you don't realize it because the job's still kind of getting done and it's it's getting done good enough that it's hasn't been a pain point for you but the you need to look at what's happening within the that role and then those handoffs because the handoffs are where all where it always kind of falls apart yeah um because i don't know what julie's doing downstream and she doesn't know what's happening upstream and then all of a sudden there's this basically let's just i mean to put it lightly a miscommunication and like it's like well i thought you were doing this and julie thinks i'm doing something else and then that's where like the, the the things fall apart so documenting your processes looking for those bottlenecks, looking for ways to improve what you're doing, because that's an easy way to cut costs is that, Oh, okay. It's taking me two hours to complete a a task, but it's because there's a lot of wasted time in between, or Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of just me sitting, sitting around waiting for somebody else to finish something before I can complete, you know, there's a, a handoff in the middle there. If you can cut down that time, it takes to do whatever it is that you're doing in your business you can save money that way without really having to cut costs.
0: Yeah, I just told one of our clients last weekend that um, she wants to really optimize some key processes, find the laziest person in her business to look at them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, just pick, and she was like, really? Why? And I'm like, cause they're gonna find the fastest way to get it done, the easiest way. They're, they'll optimize it for you because they're lazy as fuck and they don't want to spend extra time on anything. And she's like, huh? Like, yeah. yeah
1: it, that works to a degree. Yeah. But but uh don't
0: ruin it for me, Corey. Well, no, it's just you know,
1: as recently I was working with some lazy people. Um, and <laughs> was I, I one of them? No, absolutely not. Um, and sometimes you can hand a task to a lazy person, and it just never gets done because they're yeah. that lazy.
0: Yes, that's true. Um, I got another one, and this one seems really obvious, but uh plan for it, honestly just plan for there is a recession coming. So we, there's no business that can avoid the impact of a global recession entirely. There's really not, but there are ways that you can plan for it. So make sure you've run through, and Corey, what will this remind you of? Run through different scenarios and crisis planning procedures.
1: Does it remind me of the book that we wrote? It sure does. Ah, weird.
0: Yeah. Who would have thought that within like two years, our book would become that relevant again? Yeah,
1: because it became very irrelevant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, buy our book. Seriously, now what? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness, because we're uh, heading, heading in that direction. We're for heading us. for
0: another yeah. disaster. Yeah. Honestly, we could remarket this, right? Well
1: yeah or uh, yeah i guess remarket it or just be like hey remember that book that you forgot to buy in 2020 buy it now. buy it now
0: yeah but I, but in all seriousness run through the different scenarios right so if you look at so listen there's this great jordan peterson quote that literally says um and i got to pull it up when you have stress you will blow out at your weakest point what is the weakest point of your business right so As we're heading into this, you know, huge recession and, you know, I don't, I I can't emphasize enough. It's coming people. It is coming. If you're not watching for the signs, then if you're not, if you don't see the signs, you're blind, but figure out where your weak points are in your business so that you can tighten them up. And the way to do that is through crisis planning. So Corey, how, how would we figure out what the weakest point is in SP pace?
1: Um, Well, right now it's me. (laughs) (laughs) That is Is problem solved.
0: (laughs) That is untrue. It is not you. Uh,
1: Well, I'm, I've been pretty uh, non-existent um, the past couple of months. So it it is me.
0: It's not because you're, you've been a little bit tied up with uh, some other I'm I'm well aware of
1: that, but that makes me the weakest part of this. My my schedule, my time. So you're
0: suggesting we get rid of you?
1: That's fine. Let's, let's have a, a hostile takeover right now.
0: I don't. I, I don't
1: give me all the cash in your wallet. I don't sold.
0: <laughs> I don't joking. like this plan at joking. all. Joking? No. How do we? F- don't mean- even joke about that, Corey all right. Harris. All
1: right. I'll continue to joke about it. <laughs> clearly, that's that's a problem right there. So we're gonna we're gonna joke through this one, Julian. <laughs> no. no longer problem. But anyway, the um, I mean, uh, I, it's like I, I I mean the the for us, I think it's just finding the thing that's the hardest to do and so for us i think the um
0: you say sales i'm gonna walk across the room and punch you
1: i was gonna say sales (laughs) because i mean for all of the reasons like you and i like have never like like you
0: good at sales
1: have never been historically good at sales you have ouch prior to let's say 2021 basically because in 2020 you just took over sales mm-hmm. because I didn't want to do it and you're like all right screw it I'll well, do when it when we figured out
0: we needed sales yes exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um but that's been something that's been you've been working on and you're very good at sales now but it's still still something that we need to like it, it's something that constantly needs to be done mm-hmm. and we don't have the time to do it
0: I've, I've actually been, I have a nice system in place right now, but so, so you, so, okay. So we, you've identified what you believe to be the weakest point of our business. Yeah. Outside Building of me, a pipeline. Outside of me. Yeah. You are not the weakest point of our business. Right now I am.
1: I, I don't have time for shit.
0: We'll, we'll change that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then what we would do is if we're saying it's sales, then we have to figure out the reason that I say that it's not you as the weakest point of our business is because 99% of the stuff that you've, that you typically, you, that you used to do that were, that you owned, we have coverage for. So yeah. we have a solution for that. For sales, you know, getting like really drilling down into how do we do sales? How could we make it better? What do we need to do to improve it so that we feel more confident in sales so that we don't have a blowout there. And, you know, thinking about what's coming in the next couple of years, knowing, and and I know every, every business owner is feeling this right now, right? I know that you feel this, Corey, with the restaurant. You have employees that you're paying. We have employees. And our number one responsibility is to make sure that our employees continue to get paid, yes. right? So we have to do everything we can to ensure that we've still got business coming in the door. And sometimes that means, you know, taking on work or doing things that, that might not normally do. You gotta, you gotta find ways to make things work yes okay we're coming down to the end here so before our next break what do you got for give a couple more pieces of advice
1: on how to make your business recession proof
0: oh yeah or things people can do
1: yeah um I mean start looking at new services like you said like uh, just kind of an extension of what you were talking about right there like you you might need to start doing things that you wouldn't have thought that you needed to do. Like start looking at uh, other services, other products, other ways that you can expand your brand without without having to spend a, a lot of money. So it, it could be uh, just freeing up more time in your schedule, cutting out. I mean, it, it, there's going to be some sacrifice, and so you might have to cut out that that social thing that you do once a week with a group of friends, and just like you know, because you need that 60 minutes to do something else, but you're going to have to tighten your belt. There's no way around that, but it it might come in the way of not necessarily financially tightening your belt, but it might be uh, in terms of time.
0: Yep. Okay. I'm going to give one quick tip. All right. It is to join the mastermind that Callie Keen and we are putting on that talks about how to build an audience that buys. If you want to get really good at having repeatable, predictable revenue, then you need to have people that are going to buy from you. So we got a mastermind that teaches people how to do it. It is, the price point on it is fucking ridiculous and it's accelerated. So you learn. So there, there's my sales pitch. Where, where can they get, find out about it? Sbpace.com. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Sbpace.com backslash mastermind.
1: Perfect. I'm sure they can get there from the homepage too, right?
0: they can. There's a, there's actually a banner
1: on the website Perfect. Uh,
0: that uh, did I put that up there? Nope. Oh, you did it.
1: No, wait, you did it. I don't know. doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're going to take a break and we'll be back to uh, talk about gambling. And apparently I'm going to mansplain something to Julie.
0: Yes, you are. See you after the break.
1: Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram.
0: Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses.
1: And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand.
0: Oh, and we record live. So there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time.
2: Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at LeadershipForumINC.com.
1: It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. We are um, getting into my favorite segment of the show because we're going to talk about gambling. Woohoo! Yes. All right. So last week, um, I am closing the gap on my uh, less than five hundred record. Right now, I am eight and ten with a correct pick of Tampa Bay New York Rangers under five and a half. And Julie lost uh, her her pick of Boston minus four.
0: We really needed the womp, womp 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 womp. Yeah.
1: Um but today's another day. So I know that we're both uh picking the the NBA game today. Mm-hmm. And uh I think so well, so first of all, all of our uh, lines and, and all of the information we get come from our friends at Action Network. They don't know that we're friends, but we're friends. Reach out to us, Action are Network, friends. what's happening. Um, the, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the over in tonight's game, over 210 points. It's been uh, kind of a boring, like the, the last game that they had was kind of, it was, it was not very interesting to watch, and I think that they're going to bring it tonight. So I'm going to say over 210 tonight.
0: Yeah, and like every game so far that uh, Boston has played, every series that Boston has played in the playoffs. They have pushed to seven games. So I, tonight, the line is Boston is favored by four, but I'm taking Golden State, but I do think Boston wins, but Golden State covers with a plus four.
1: All right. So you heard it there. So All right. That, that's the pick for everybody tonight. Take uh, Golden State plus four over 210. Hey, if you're if you're feeling frisky, why not, why not tease that? You can do that too. Um, so. Uh, we're going to get into then our next segment, which we also have a thing for.
0: Corey mansplains to Julie.
1: All right. Uh, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Julie, what am I mansplaining today?
0: All right. Here's the story. The World Health Organization has decided to rename Monkeypox as soon as possible, claiming the existing name is racist and discriminatory to Africa. More than 30 researchers have signed a petition, a position paper stating there was an urgent need to change its name given the current outbreak, which has mainly struck gay and bisexual men. They, They wrote... The Daily Mail reported. Okay, they they wrote the continued reference to and nomenclature of this virus being African is not only inaccurate but it is also discriminatory and stigmatizing. So wait, do you want to know what you need to explain, or are you uh, just gonna I'll mansplain? Just,
1: I'll just mansplain what you know. What is it?
0: How is monkeypox? How how is the monkey related to it? Africa aren't there aren't monkeys in a lot of places
1: yeah there's monkeys all over Asia South America okay there you go that's what I need mansplained to me there are monkeys everywhere Julie um the uh it's uh, we just live in the world now where we're just we've run out of like real problems and we're just trying to find like it's it's trying to find different ways to just Fix problems that don't exist. So, um, for instance, I saw a tweet this morning where uh, PETA was complaining like on Steve Irwin's birthday. Steve Irwin, he was a, a gift to mankind and we lost him way too early. And um,
0: wait, I'm so proud of you that you know he's dead. Of course,
1: I know Steve Irwin's dead. <laughs> I have to remind myself daily that Rodney Dangerfield's dead. I have to like look it up. Wait, is he still dead? Yeah, he is. But yeah, Steve Irwin. Yeah. That was we we lost a, a treasure there. Um, but uh they were talking shit about how what he did was uh dangerous and uh disrespectful and whatever on his birthday. And somebody replied back, they're like, uh, eighty percent of the animals that you deal with end up getting euthanized. Like uh, like list all of these other facts that PETA does are like, shut the fuck up, PETA like PETA has run out of problems. Like we're like, I mean, yes, there are there's still animal abuse happening out there, but when they're telling me, like telling people that we need to change how we say certain phrases, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's like, oh, that's offensive to horses. Fuck off. (laughs) Horses don't speak English, I don't think. So, you know, like it's, you know, beating a dead horse, that's offensive. Well, no, like it's not. Like it's it's just a phrase. And um, everybody thinks that we just, added like like that this title came up or, or this name monkeypox. they're like oh monkey pox uh it's because um it like they think that's offensive in origin but in fact it was a bunch of danish people scientists in like the 1960s discovered this strain of a pox virus in monkeys they didn't say where they found the monkeys they didn't say it's just like oh we found this thing in monkeys so it's, we're going to call it monkeypox, but now that's offensive. No, it's not fucking offensive. It's just like, that's just how the, like, I, I understand where people could get like, a, you know, offended by calling COVID, you know, the China flu or, you know, what, like anything like that. I understand that like that, how that can be offensive, but this has nothing to do with anything other than like the first animal that this was discovered in happened to be monkeys. So we named it. If it, if it was sheep, we'd call it sheep, fo- like sheep pox. Like, is that offensive to fucking New Zealand? No. Like, like, it's fucking stupid. Okay. Does that, does that solve the problem? I <laughs>
0: know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It totally does. All right. What do you got for a news story?
1: Well, first and foremost, speaking of um, uh, not actually anything, we talked about nerds earlier. Um, and the biggest nerd of them all. Elon Musk? Nah, Bill Gates.
0: Oh, God.
1: He is a, uh, there's, there's two different things in the news today that I'm going to talk about. And I'm not going to dive into it because we don't have that much time, but um, Bill Gates says that crypto and NFTs are a sham, mm. and uh, I think that he is full of shit and just in general you know, across the board. Um, Me too. I want to see those plane records for Lolita Express. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, so if this <laughs> if this douchebag says something's is good, is that or, the
0: is that the uh, Epstein? Yeah, Epstein Island. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: if this douchebag says something's good or bad, I genuinely ge- generally tend to think the opposite of yes. him. So. Uh, Buy more crypto. Uh, NFTs are a sham, but <laughs> buy more crypto,
0: everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Um. All right. Here's my first news story. Uh, bus driver charged after blacking out behind the wheel says he didn't know he was eating marijuana infused gummies.
1: <laughs> okay. Listen,
0: I gotta tell you. I can see how it can happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: listen, that's that. This, I'm, I'm, I'm with this dude, man. Like, it happens. Yeah, like, uh, I'm worried about the children. Yeah,
1: there, there's a like for most drugs, like you can tell if something has like it. Like, so let's take alcohol for alcohol for example. There's a few drinks out there, like you know, you can make a really good drink and be like, oh man, this is dangerous. I can't even really taste the alcohol, yeah. but by and large, like you can generally. Taste alcohol in something that you're drinking, but in gummies and like edibles, like it, it's really hard to determine whether or not. And I could see that being like, oh, okay, I grabbed the wrong. Like I have two sets of gummies on the counter, one is Haribo, and the other one's not. Like, and you grab the wrong one, I can see that being an issue.
0: Let's like call it Haribo.
1: Is it Haribo? I don't. Know. I don't know. I thought it was Haribo.
0: Pre- I don't know. I Harib-
1: just, Haribo.
0: Haribo. Yeah, it's just. That's offensive. Yes.
1: Um. <laughs> But, yeah, no. I mean, I can see that happening.
0: I can, too. I can, too. I'm on his side, man. I'm on his side.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Next thing that I've got. China says it may have detected signals from alien civilizations. Yes. And, you know, while I happen, you know, I I want to believe everything that I hear out there about aliens because I generally want to believe that they're... Well, to say that there are no alien civilizations out there is
2: just nonsense. ignorant. Yeah. Like there's
1: no way in the size of this universe that there's not another intelligent form of life out there. Um, and so they post like the, the whatever their, um, um, uh, the, the people, the scientists posted this thing and, uh, a state backed publication and said that a, you know, we might have discovered, um, transmissions from alien civilizations that alone, is you know cool enough for me but the fact that like a day later they pulled it down to to further fact check it whatever makes me believe that's 100 percent true
0: oh yeah well once something gets well i don't i mean yeah i can i could go either way on this because you know we talk about like something going up and then it immediately being pulled down uh the cdc <laughs> Made the recommendation that people should start wearing masks when they're flying because of monkeypox, because nobody wants to talk about the real fucking origin of monkeypox, right? Yeah. So and then literally also like,
1: you can't get fucking monkeypox like through the air. It's not an airborne thing. Yeah. Right.
0: It's it's a it's a butt born thing. Well,
1: no, it's not even it's it's you have to be. In, that was funny yeah, a little bit. I know, but <laughs> it's you have to be in close contact with somebody who has like open lesions yeah. on their body. Yeah. Which means yeah. Like, like you can't get it just breathing in,
0: right? So the all the era. CDC did was just like literally, like, yeah, further well, ruin their, their. They have, no, credi- they have no, credibility no credibility whatsoever. But they scrubbed their entire website of any reference to needing masks for monkeypox. And but, they, but that's, they pulled that down.
1: But pulling something down immediately, like it, it just it screams that you've done something wrong. Whereas if you like post a retraction or say, hey, here's what we said and mm-hmm. we are incorrect, or we believe that we found signals from alien civilizations, but on further investigation, we need to do more research into this. Yeah. Like that right there is like, oh, okay, cool. That but they didn't do that. They, no, they just pulled it down, Just made it disappear. Went it, into the memory
0: hole. Mm, well, nothing ever, ever disappears from the internet. No, in it, not anymore. Yeah. Do you have any more news stories?
1: Uh, I've got one more, and it's just in... Um, You know, it's the exact same theme of this. This is the the crash in the NASDAQ. It's looking a lot like the bursting of the dot com bubble. And that lasted almost three years, folks. So the way all trends are porting to we're going to have a shit couple of years.
0: We are. We are going to have a shit couple of years. But that doesn't mean that you have to have a shit couple of years. Correct. There are things you can
1: do. Let's end it on a good, good note,
0: Julie. Do you have anything fun to talk about? Oh, um, I joined an adult kickball league. Okay, Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So the first game is tonight. I'm already trying to think of ways I can cancel. Yeah, absolutely not. You think I have to go? You have to go. Oh, I. You know, I know. Listen. So we just did this personality test on uh, in the in on SP Pace yesterday, right? Yeah. And. Mine came back and said that I was a high extrovert. You know, I'm not.
1: No, you are an extrovert. That fucking proved my point that you are an extrovert.
0: I'm very, very, I'm good. I'm skeptical of that test. Now I'm going to retake it. No,
1: absolutely not. (laughs) Because mine was spot on. It said you might be emotionalist and detached. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: (laughs) But Stacey told me last night, she goes, I can't believe you're questioning if you're neurotic or not. I'm like, yeah. I was like, what? She's like, seriously. She's like, I watched you last week straighten shit up that didn't need to be straightened up you are neurotic as fuck yeah that
1: was the one year one comment and they're like i didn't know that i was neurotic lol and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me like (laughs) you're an extrovert and you're fucking crazy
0: (laughs) that's oh that's so hurtful so anyway i joined an adult kickball league and um there's a messaging app that's called group text are you aware of this app it sounds awful oh my god because in in, in a normal group text on your phone through like iMessage or your message apps you can't add more than 10 people so we have 37 people on the kickball team so we use an app called group text and let me tell you something i literally want to die i lose my will to live when that thing starts going off but somebody posted in there that he made um he made gummy bears for the uh game tonight. I'm like I'm I'm sure that we should invite the bus driver from Connecticut to the, he should to the drive game. the bus to the game. <laughs> drive the team to the game. Exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous about I'm anxious. I'm I'm already anxious about it.
1: All right. Um everybody new new bet. I'm updating my bet. So I'm I'm not only taking the over tonight. Um uh the number of strikeouts Julie gets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the no, what's your what's your
1: uh... I'm going to I'm going to say uh over under uh, point 0.5.
0: God, now I'm even more nervous. Yeah, if
1: you if you get if you're out, <laughs> get struck out once. I win. All right, well that's it. We gotta <laughs> we gotta uh, I, end this end this show. So everybody out there, um, remember, uh, recession-proof your business. Do everything you can to improve your business. Don't start cutting uh, corners or cutting services and costs. And that is it. Check us out on sbpace.com. Uh, Check out our podcast, BizQuick Podcast. That is also, you can get everything on sppace.com. That's it for today. I am Corey. I'm Julie. This was Defeat the Chaos.